watching the 100 miler, the Western States 100 miler this weekend, you could literally, like the winner, well, the women's, women, women's winner in particular could have come through the finish line, sat, pulled up to a, like a table on the track itself where the finish line was, order a meal, and uh, complete with like appetizers, even dessert, and washed it down with some, you know, wine, maybe a little cheesecake, and uh, and they'd still they they still would be done by the time second place came in, and I think second place even beat the old course record. be oh lordy be i'm a little tired this weekend um reason being because um i don't uh i didn't sleep that much i didn't sleep enough maybe and once i'm up i'm up it's gone it's like i'm off the races man quite literally like i'm old and when you get old like you're you know your body just starts uh, kind of taking over the reins it's like like we're going to tell you what's going on now, bitch. Okay? So you got to kind of incorporate a couple little... A little... Uh, some things in there to... Some life hacks or some mind fucks. Just to get you through the day. And nothing too serious. I mean, if you... If if you can kind of stay on top of things. Um, so... The reason specifically... Um, I'm talking about is the um the western states 100 miler was this weekend and it was the 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 weather was amazing it was a this was the perfect perfect conditions and so that being said it set the table for um the runners that are in the right position at the right time when when everything clicks there's there's very few feelings better than being in a race when everything clicks and everything and the conditions are right, you know? And so you, you feel almost invincible, right? And, uh, so, but, but let me back up for a sec. Okay. So, so Thursday, I walk into the, uh, downtown midtown, blood donor center and uh my buddy chris who's like the it he's kind of like an it guy there i guess he's kind of outdoor honk like me of sorts i i'm not really that that outdoorsy but first thing he says to me is like uh, he goes uh, bro he goes they spotted a wolverine in the sierras i'm like oh what like, I don't know, I'm not, you know, I'm not up on, like, animal husbandry and shit like that, you know, right away. I'm, I'm like, you know, I can't quote stats, I can't, you know, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not into the forestry scene, I'm not into the park ranger stuff, you know, I feel bad, yeah, I, I honestly feel bad for, like, these park rangers that, uh, you know, go to school for forestry or uh, stuff like that, and then they end up just, work in a toll booth like at Beals Point, you know, it's like, shit, that sucks, 
first, but, but, um, so I don't really know, like, I don't, I don't involve myself too much in like the goings on of, and you know, the, like the, the way they're repopulating, uh, what I think it's Colorado with wolves or something like that to kind of goose the ecosystem or some shit. But I do know that wolverines are fucking assholes. I didn't know there was. I didn't realize there hadn't been a spot, uh, a, a, a wolverine spotted since like 1922 in California or something. But this one was uh, found in the Eastern Sierras in Inyo County, which is where uh, fucking uh, the Mount Whitney is. So it's kind of a. It's it's like uh, the southern, southern, southern. Yosemite Valley and but these motherfuckers uh, if they think they're being threatened by you they're coming after you and they will finish the job right it's like a bear it's like a miniature bear right same kind of same kind of um, you know warm and cuddly type feeling about them right so I'm thinking about that well that in, con- in conjunction with like, like when my buddy Mike was telling me like that his favorite fishing spot that he goes to each year with his buddies, his hidden fishing spot is now overrun with campers looking for like power cords, you know, to charge up their phones and their iPads and their gaming systems and shit like that. All crap, you know, he's, he was, he was totally crapped out and I get it. And, and, and cause I, I can, I can appreciate what that means, what he's Basically, you can't get a camping spot like you now, and it's good. It's good in a way. It's I think it's really good. People getting outdoors, people are getting more active, getting out hiking around, doing all this. And it's a, it is trendy, but it's a good trend. It's a healthy trend. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, it's better than like the fidget spinners. Am I right? I mean, that fuck. I know a guy spent like fifteen hundred dollars on fidget spinners. Like, bro. Okay, so, but my point is, the mere notion that you have to, like, book a uh, camping spot months in advance means, like, there's, they're coming out in triple fold, right? You know, exponentially larger numbers. And what that also means, because basically the winter that we had, all the rain that became snow in the Sierras... Or like um, that, well, stimulated all the vegetation is now making it more abundant for these animals to kind of come out of the woodworks, i.e. the wolverine, more bears, deer, you know, what have you, right? That's probably why this fucker's out there loping around because there's more vegetation. So now we get the perfect confluence of more outdoor campers, more people wanting selfies, like their Instagram selfies and shit like that. And, uh, and a Wolverine throw, throw a Wolverine in the mix. Right. You know, it's like, uh, it's like Kurt Cobain said about raising kids. You know, they're like, they're like, (laughs) they're like, they're like little snakes, you know, you just throw a live rat in there with them and they're fine. And so by that, I mean like there's going to be a lot of, I think there's going to be 
a lot of people getting like attacked, right? Everybody wants that selfie with a buffalo and then they get stomped. Those are the best videos too, you know? And then they're just flinging some eco-tourist like <laughs> ass over teacup, you know, just across the field, you know? It's the best <laughs> when they cartwheel these bitches. But the reality is there's more animals coming out to graze on all the new vegetation and there's more campers. It's like a face. It's like, a, it's like, it's like a, they're squaring off. It's like, it's a, it's a face off now. So, so we'll see what's, we'll see what's going on. But, but the outdoorsy aspect now is, uh, the cool part is, um, that, uh, there's, there's like a big resurgence in people watching stuff like the Western States 100 miler, which is like the crown jewel of all the hundred milers. It's like the granddaddy of all, it's like the Boston marathon of ultra marathons, right? So it's, it's the 50th running was this weekend and they had some pretty big names there. Um, like I say, like Courtney DeWalter, she she was in it. She ran. She won. She, um, well, she basically just leveled the field is what she did. Um, she, uh, she beat, what's her name by, uh, what's her name? Um, Katie Scheid, who, I think she's won the UTMB. But so is Courtney DeWalter. And, but the the conditions were really good um because i drove up into the foothills of course saturday was my day to go to grass valley i took mom took moms up there we we hung out we uh my dad usually kind of kicks it in the hallways of the memory care facility right by the nurse's station you know so you got a long corridor stretch of hallway there which i told my mom if i was if i ever get locked up here like it's they're probably gonna kick me out because i'm gonna be just mercilessly torturing my roommate right so like a lot of people leave their doors open because there's it's usually two per room you got a roommate and then they leave their doors open for accessibility i'm sure and but what i would do is i would get like some of that plastic wrap you know that you wrap like pallets with and i would put that across the door front so every time my roommate left he just get a clothesline he just get close he just get <laughs> knocked the fuck down right but, uh, or like in the hallways, I'd get like a, I told my mom, I would probably get one of those office chairs, with like the wheels on it, or rollers. And I get a fire extinguisher and I'd just be blasting myself down through the hallway. So then I'd have to call my kids and be like, uh, can you come pick me up? I got kicked out again. Again, dad? Yeah, dad. We're running out of facilities. But, so, but that was nice, but I, I was, um, I was, I was no, it was noticing, I was noticing the weather. The weather was really holding it to, like, to run any distance race in the heat is really tough. And that goes for as, you know, as short a distance as say like a 5,000 meter on the track, right? Three, three miles, three miles on the track. But that, the heat definitely can have its say in it, in that, in those results. And then you, 
But you get out on the road, you get out into like a 10-miler or a marathon or a 50-miler, and it's, it definitely plays a factor. So, But the weather was stunning, just perfect. So so you got two UTMB winners in Katie Scheid and Courtney DeWalter lining up. And um, so they were live streaming. And the, and the men's race was cool. Uh, the winner was Tom Evans, a British, a British bloke. Um, who basically just kind of ran away from everybody. Um, he ran like 14 hours, 40 minutes, which is a good, that's a good time. Course record is 14 hours, nine minutes, which equates to about an 8.09 per mile, somewhere, somewhere about there. So this is like, what is, it? so what he, what, what did he run? What was this? What is their pace, their little old pace? Um, he ran... Let's see, at, at, um, 14, at, well, at four, oh, okay, excuse me, I'm wrong. So, at 14 hours, five minutes, it's 827 per mile. Course record is, so a course record would be about 828 per mile. This guy ran 1440, which is exactly 848 per mile, which is, in relative terms, is pretty good. Um, the world record, which is, I believe, run on a flat loop, uh, a measured flat loop, like a road, might even be a track. I don't know. Is, is um, this guy? He's uh, is, is he Lithuanian? I think he's Lithuanian. So he's, his name is Alexander Sorokin. Cool name. Sounds like an international espionage type guy. Like, hello, I'm Alexander Sorokin. And, uh, but he's got the world record for 100 miles at 10 hours, 51 minutes, 39 seconds, which is 631 per mile. That's fucking, that's fucking good. That's fucking strong, man. But nobody's doing that on this course because of the, uh, like the first 10 miles is all uphill. So you're, you're climbing, you've got a net elevation gain to somewhere, something that they tune at like 18,000 feet. And uh, then there's snow and stuff. Not uh, overrun with snow, but enough to kind of like, you're not going to, you're just not going to do that. You're not going to, there's absolutely no way. No way. And um, so, let's see. So what, uh, so what happened was, oh, and then there's another guy uh, in the men's race. What's his name? I kept saying, I want, I, every time they said this guy's name, I kept repeating it because I just loved it. I loved his name. It was, um, he was, he was from China and his name was, uh, this fucking guy. Where is this fucking guy? Where the fuck are you? His name was, uh, Jin Shin Shin. And, uh, I think it was spelled J I A S. H E N and his last name was Shin. So it was Jin Shin Shing. Jin Shin Shing? But every time somebody Oh here it let's see. Ba -ba -ba, men's race. There's a couple of Chinese guys. There was Juju Jiu. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be funny on that, but it just that's his name. And Jin Shin Shing. Jin Shin Shing. And I love saying his, I love saying that name. J I A hyphen S H E N G. That's his first name, Jishing. And his last name is Shin. 
S-H-E-N. Shishishing. I love it. I love it. But um, he would ultimately... How did he finish? How did this motherfucker finish? He ended up being fourth? Yeah. So Tom Evans, 1440, beat second place Tyler Green. Tyler Green, I guess, is like... Uh, he kind of worked his way up through the... Um, he started with kind of mid-pack and then just started picking people off. He ended up second, 24 minutes behind, just under 24 minutes behind. And uh, and then this guy, Anthony Costales, who just kept gaining and gaining. He, he was looking good, too. Uh, ended up five minutes behind Tyler Green. And then Zhishinxing. Uh, let's see, there's a Frenchman, uh, came in sixth, Matthew, Matthau Blanchard, Matthau, and, um, and then after that, Ryan Montgomery, Jeff Colt, Colt, Cole Watson, and Janusz Kowalczyk, he sounds like he's Polish, maybe, but, um, but Jesus, like, the women's race, um, so, Courtney DeWalter, Put on a masterclass. She put on a seminar. Um, she she pistol whipped the the field. And see her time. Let's see, it was fifteen twenty nine, which shattered the old course record, which they thought was unbeatable by over an hour. The old course record was sixteen forty seven. She ran fifteen twenty nine. Like fuck, which would have put her. Sixth overall in the men's race, just behind Jing. So fuck. But her performance was like it reminded me of. Oh, and then well, Katie Shad broke the old course record too by about four, three, four minutes. So good for her. So, but. Courtney DeWalter's performance was so dominant. Like I, because I was watching the live stream on YouTube. They did a live stream, and um, I I got up early, so I was a little tired. And I got up early, and uh, the race started at five a.m. Saturday. I got up probably at quarter to five. Turned on the live stream, and they were. Uh, oh, and shout out to the announcers in the commentary because they did the whole thing too. Like they went straight through like from five. Well, they were yapping away quarter to five when I pulled pulled up the live stream. And they were still going as I got back from Grass Valley at about four o'clock and was watching the uh, the live stream because the, the men's winner didn't get in till like eight. Oh, let's see, it would have been... It would have been uh, about 20 to twenty to 8. Is that right? Yeah. It's about 7.40 p.m. So um, those announcers were there the whole time. Like just yapping away. Like they brought on some Indian faith healer or something. She sang some indigenous song. It was kind of like, I don't know. I think I think the dead were rising or something. It was really it was kind of it was a little disconcerting, honestly, but it wasn't bad. And but um, so I turned on the live feed at quarter to five, and they were talking about this guy. There's a guy cracks me up. Is uh, 
there's a there's like a volunteer who helps the set up the race. He was a volunteer to help set up aid stations or something at the track or where the finish was. I don't know the specifics, but um, but he also was uh, he wanted to run, but he didn't feel like he was. Uh, up to the same caliber that the other runners were. So he started Thursday. <laughs> so everyone else started 5 a.m. Saturday. This guy starts Thursday, right? So on the live stream, there's, of course, common, like like comments um, flooding the bottom part of the screen. You know, everybody's talking, conversing back and forth through the comments on the live stream on YouTube. And once they announced that this guy that who'd started Thursday... So that, you know, he could finish in a reasonable amount of time, unsupported, you know, no, no crew to help him out. Um, no sponsors. I don't know. He, he may, he may not even have been a, an official registrant. He might've been just running unattached. And, um, but the minute they announced this guy was running and he started Thursday, I saw in the comments below, there's some guy goes, go Thursday, dude. <laughs> I was like, Yeah. Yeah, go Thursday guy. Come on, Thursday guy. Let's fuck. I don't know how he. Ended. I don't know how he finished. They didn't. I don't think they disclosed his name. Not not that I'm not that I noticed anyway. But but yeah, go fucking go Thursday guy. <laughs> like that gets gnar- That's kind of gnarly because like you start at ta- at uh, Olympic Valley up in Tahoe. You're in. You're out in the mountain peaks. And you're just like, okay, well, it's Thursday. It's two days before the actual start. Here I go. And you start running. And you hit the trail. Nobody, there's no, probably no ceremony. There's probably no fanfare, obviously. You know, everyone's kind of living their life. And he's like, here I go. And uh, fuck yeah, go Thursday, guy. But but when I was watching Courtney DeWalter just lay waste to the field like she was blowing through aid stations like she didn't even stop really not that i saw i mean i'm you know i might have missed a i'm I'm sure i didn't see every aid station but she was just blowing through aid stations like what the this is insane this this to me was comparable to watching um like when michael johnson was in the 200 meters in atlanta in 96 when he ran, when he broke the world record in his gold spikes, like he, that was the, at the time, to me, the most domineering, dominating, just stunningly, like beyond competition. Like he beat everybody in that race in a 200 meter, you know, half a lap, 200 meters. He beat them so profoundly. Like, the rest of the guys, I, if I was anybody else in that race, I would have just retired after that. I'd be like, this isn't even this. There's now there's two different, there's two different sections to this race. Now there's Michael Johnson and there's everybody else. But he, when he ran 1932, I'm like that's fucking, that is incomprehensible. Well, that's what I was, it seems like that's what I was watching, you know, as Courtney DeWalter was just, I mean, she just didn't let up. And I'm talking, you know, 15 hours. This is 15 hours of putting your body through hell. Just constant, just ligaments, tendons, valves, blood, just pumping, pushing, you know, muscle, 
bone, just crying, bam, bam, just pounding, 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 pounding for 15 and a half hours. 15 and a half hours. Now, that's not even talking about the person that just finished, just finished yesterday afternoon. You know what I mean? On Sunday, late Sunday, Sunday, like the last competitor came in at, uh, the last competitor came in at, I will tell you, I will tell you, um, the very final finisher of the 2023 Western States 100 is Jennifer St. Amand. Um, she ran 29 hours, 59 minutes, 39 seconds, just under 30 hours. Cause I think they sweep the course after that. So good for her. Um, like, tw- but 29 hours, um, just to put your body through that. And um, there's some random kid here, just in a in a <laughs> in a little scooter, just yapping away in this parking lot. Um, like thirty hours of put, like thirty hours. Like I was saying, thirty hours is uh, like to do. I don't. I've never done any. I don't think I've ever done anything for thirty hours. You know what I mean? That's insane. Um, so that's just the... She did, Like, the amount of punishment that Courtney DeWalter put her, put her body through, which was a lot, even though she won, even though she, looked, she ran like a gazelle the whole time, this person did twice that much damage. Um, so... Unbelievable, you know. Just shout out to all, shout out to all these people. Um, but it, yeah, it was like I was telling my mom. You know, I was I was well. I, actually, I was. I think I, I don't think I even verbalized this, but her and I usually grab lunch after we go see pops. And um, it's, it dawned on me like you could sit here and just have an entire like you could run the. You could you could start the race. She could have started the race. Ran ran an hour. And gone to like Red Lobster and had a whole meal with the dessert, you know, knocked back a couple of drinks. Then get back out on trail and just still win. So at that point, you know, is that still a race? Yeah, it's still it it kinda is still a race. So um, but the at, at that point until so it's more there's athletic it's it's athleticism for sure, but I would say nine almost ninety percent of that or eighty percent of that would be um mental like definitely just going through your in in your in your mind you're just constantly just keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing, like, fuck, and, you know, like I say, my, uh, good for these people, right, 
good for Thursday, dude. You know, but watch out for Wolverines and shit, you know? Um, it's just, uh, it's, it's, I, it's, it's hard, it's, it's almost, it's hard to describe. Um, I think you, like, I don't even, because I used to mock these races. I, I I don't know. I look at it as, as more of an adventure. And, I, and maybe these people do too. You know, what's interesting about these races too is also that there's no prize money. You know, they get, they get a, a trophy. I think it's called a, a, the Golden Cougar or something like that. And um, it's prestige. Um, I don't know about the UTMB, which is the Ultra Trail Mont Blanc in France, around Mont Blanc, where you cross through like uh, Italy and I think Switzerland as well. I don't know if there's prize money. You know, the these people are sponsored. The top, the top runners are sponsored, and they. I'm sure generate an income through appearances and uh, sponsorships and stuff like that. But there's no, there's no, like when you're running like a 10K, like a road 10K, like an elite level road 10K, like the Peachtree Road Race or the Lilac Bloomsday 12K or the Carlsbad 5,000, like there's money, there's big money in those, big money, right? Boston Marathon, big money. Uh, New York Marathon, money. You know, all the big, big marathons, Rotterdam, London, you know, Beijing. Um, you're making money. Those guys make money. A lot of money. Even in track and field. But out here, no. It's just, it's so, like, I don't know. I think you're doped out. You're doped out with dopamine. You've produced so much dopamine that you are just like a pothead. You're just like, I, I don't, yeah, I'm good. Money. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. It seems, um, it seems extemporaneous, right? It's unnecessary, right? And, um, <laughs> it's just, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, fascinating, fascinating stuff. But, um, but yeah, I, um, other than, other than I, I was able to I was able to maneuver my way well speaking of dopamine, so I'm trying to push my I'm trying to what I'm trying to do now is kind of flip the script on these ice baths so that I'm gonna do a lot of my work like they suggest that the ice baths should be done first before your workouts. I'm gonna do the reverse because I'm going to use it as therapy too and it's going to actually help me um, kind of repair some tissue damage and stuff like that that I feel like I can you know on my knee and stuff like that on my or my IT band and it's going to kind of boost it's going to bolster those tendons and stuff like that so it becomes also therapy but uh, because uh, yesterday morning I went out I did about five miles came back um uh, recruited my lady into going um to the gym with me after that did some weights 
did a mile on the treadmill, then did the ice bath. The ice bath, though, was uh, it was unplugged, so there wasn't any floating ice, but the water was, uh, it was still like 30, 20 something degrees. I mean, it was like, it was like a oceanscape subtype, you know, submarine type, Titanic submarine type cold, right? And so I, I still used it and I had my pre, my longest stretch at that point was one minute. I did one minute Saturday. No, I took Saturday off Friday. I took Thursday and Saturday off. I did it Friday. I'd uh, made it one minute with ice. So Sunday, without ice, it was still, I mean, it was still like kind of, now it still almost takes your breath away. It's still cold, cold as fuck, right? Like colder than a well digger's ass, right? And, um, but without the ice, it was like, I don't know, maybe a men, maybe it was a mental thing. So I, I just had to power through the one minute barrier. Once I get through the one minute barrier, I'm good. And I ended up going four minutes and I could have gone longer, but it was basically the mental aspect of breaking through that first minute because you, you, you can, you can talk yourself out of it for, for sure, for sure. You can kind of just say, okay, I'm good. I'm good. This is plenty, plenty. This is plenty. But once I got on the other side of that first minute, I'm like, I can go a minute and a half. Oh, shit. I can probably go two minutes. Shit. I can go two. Oh, I'm going to go three minutes. I'm going to, my lady, she's, and she's running the stopwatch. So I'm looking at her and she's giving me cues. And I'm going, you know what? I'm going to go, I'm going to go for, I think I'm going to try, I'm, I can do four minutes. And then I'm just going to kind of, uh, just kind of gracefully exit and be done. And without any drama or fanfare. And, uh, and that was that. So the, the idea being is getting that, getting those tendons up and running so that I can get out there. And then once you get in a groove, once you get out on the trails there, you're good to go. You're golden. So, so, eh, that's it. It, it is what it is. Um, let's see. It seems like I'm missing something. I'm forgetting something. Um, no, other, no, um, I was just tripping out though, like, the actual, um, just the staggering uh, pace that these um, what did I have I saw there was um, oh the the records the 100 mile re- okay so the 100 mile record like I said was uh, 10 hours 51 minutes 
and and a lot of see a lot of stuff is you you demystify it by breaking it down okay like um, myself see I, I i look at i go through these um i kind of i do like an improv i do like uh like a jazz pianist or a a jazz performer a saxophonist maybe that is kind of riffing on stuff like i don't have a regimented system i don't i don't i'm making this shit up as i go right so i go by feel and i don't even really keep too like my brother-in-law asked me like when i ran that 50k he's like well what was your time even though you dropped out at 13 miles what was your time i bro i don't even keep i don't i don't use a i don't wear a watch it's like man you're weird but i don't and and so i don't let it um it's very free form so so I don't yeah I don't get hung up on I don't let myself be dominated by the numbers but still when you break it down um the 100 mile record being 10 hours 51 minutes is pretty fucking pretty fucking gnarly man um the 50 kilometer world record is by a South African named Stephen Makoka. Two hours, 40 minutes. That's pretty, pretty impressive. That's like, uh, what is that? What does that break down to? It's like 49. I guess it's a, I don't know. I can't. Well, Okay. A marathon is 42 kilometers, so another 8 kilometers would be another 5 miles. Yeah, so that's 31 miles. So you go... So if you ran the... If you ran the last 5 miles at an 8-minute pace, now that's still... Gosh, that's really good. 31... No, that's... No, it's not. That's only that's only five extra miles. Five extra miles. Yeah, that's what I said. What are you doing, dude? You need some rest. But five. <laughs> so what is that? It's like a two twenty. No, that's like that's that's a sub two twenty marathon. And then you go in another. Is that right? Is that breaking two twenty for the marathon? If you ran like a two fifteen, wow, that's like a two. Th- that's like coming through the marathon at about two thirteen. God, damn, that's fast. But Jim Walmsley, who's another legend in ultra running, ran. He has the world record for fifty miles at four fifty. So that's wow. That's pre- and that's pretty impressive. That's about a, gosh, that's just over a six-minute pace, right? Is that right? So, but again, it's like you can you can fill your head with all these numbers and shit, but, we, but once you get out there, it just be, uh, you got to throw the numbers away and you just got to go by feel, right? That's why I kind of treat things like a fucking jazz session, like a Miles Davis or some shit out there just riffing, just making shit up like John Coltrane as I go. Although I heard John Coltrane, all that stuff wasn't, uh, I think I heard every note that he played was already, it was written down. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. Don't quote me on that, man. 
giggity. Well, anyway, that's enough. That's enough of that bullshit geeking out on all that shit. Geeking out on numbers. But, um, I don't know. It, it, uh, well, shout out to the winners of the Western States 100 miler. Um, the finish was only 22 miles from my, my, 22 minutes from my house. And, um, shout out to all the finishers. I mean, 30 hours. Can you imagine if like you're coming in at like 31 hours? They're like, sorry, we're shut, we shut down. Like you get to the, you get to Placer High School at the finish and then everyone's packed up and gone. What a crap out. I wonder where, (laughs) and then, and then you got, and then you got old Thursday guy, fucking, (laughs) maybe he just kept going, maybe he's like, ah, everybody left, ah, fuck it, maybe I'll just head for Roseville, just keep plowing ahead, just keep going till I run out of, run out of land, when I hit water, I'll jump in a boat, anyway, that's all I got for you, for you all today, I love you all. Get some rest. Get out, get some sun, get some rest. We're in the throes of it now. It's summertime. It's summertime. So, I'll talk at you later. Arrivederci, baby.